with a love in the body. I thought we were the called. Are we true to hear some fists are properly bald? Folks claim they want the truth, then they crucify the preacher. Say they ain't the followers yet, refuse to be the leaders. Bride rises, I see it through the spirit's iris. And it's evident the church is full of backbiters. The dude on the pew has used some crack fighters. Love covers the multitude, and that's your reminder. If we have the spirit, Christ restructures ourselves. But on the railroad of life, we possess it ourselves. Every time we point the finger, we're trusting ourselves. Every time we hate, we only hold a grudge with ourselves. Every time we kill, we only put in the gun at ourselves. Look at being merely a boat, but only one of themselves. Yo, let me shed some clarity. The best name is charity. Who separates his body from the world and the Pharisees. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. When you're close to the end, it be taking our own furloughs. Condemning ex-rippers who are switching the church clothes. We see these issues, I tell you what's the worst, bro. They can't tell the difference between the curse and the church. Whoa, I can't blame him. How do you argue against? We exalt, and if he falls, we say how sorry he is. We keep bringing up the past, Atari it is. And if the tables have been turned, then we hardly forgive. Stop looking at the specs. Remember where your plank is. Stop scheming on your family or your name. Is it flanked in? When Mr. Krabs will give you anything you ask, regardless of your past, man, we should always thank him. Should be known by charity, aligned with the statement. Prayers are incense, and we're divided by the fragrance. How can I pray the heathen hate on you? Smile in your face, turn around and pray on you. You smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Welcome to a brand new Reds in Maine. We are back on a Friday. Just here with T-Reds, and we have the main event here today. What's up, world? Hey, I'm stepping up from the press box to the to the executive suite. What's going on, T-Rex? Can't call it. It's kind of cold, man. It's to be a spring. It's, it's, it's cold outside. It's supposed to be in the 80s and stuff. Where we could be outside with our T-shirts and, and shorts on. I know, man. Cinco de Mayo, and we got a cold spell. What, what's going on? <laughs> What's going I know, on? that's crazy. Like, what is going on? So we what got we got on the for today, man? Well, we got a very exciting show, man. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about sports, of course. If you're hosting the, the Tailgate Crew show, we're just going, then we're going to dab around with some pop culture news. So we're going to mash it up with the King Underground Media and also throw in some Turntable Thursdays in the mix, too. Oh, yeah. Straight from the press box to the – straight from the press box to the King Underground Media. This is what we do. This is the best and main show. Powered by Voices of Hip Hop. And pow- also powered by Solar Headphones. I'm wearing my Solar Headphones right now. Check them out on their various social media websites, the Facebook, the Twitter, the, so- the Snapchat, and also and also their Twitter page and also their, their website. You know, you can go to their website. It, it is hwaheadphones.com, or you can go to Solar Head. You can find them online. Google it, Solar Headphones. 
Yes, sir, indeed. We're going to start the show with rapid fire. Here's some things to do for Friday today. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 comes out today. Are you going to see it? I am grouped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm not That's going to see it, man. <laughs> um, I, I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to see that the, that the new movie's coming out, but I'm not going to go and see it tonight because I know that people are going to be out there crazy watching this movie tonight because I've been hearing a lot of buzz about it. So no, I'm not going tonight. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to see it either. I don't watch many Marvel movies. I like the cartoons, but I'm just not a Marvel person for real. I know people go crazy about going to see the movie and everything. That's fine. But I won't be doing that today. It's going to be laying low. There's going to be a lot of people out. Cinco de Mayo, of course. Then you got got this big movie release coming out tonight. So it's just going to be pandemonium everywhere. And also, you got the big Auburn baseball series uh, there at home this weekend. So, I mean, this is the, in the last couple of weeks of, of conference play for Auburn baseball, and they're at the top of the they're at the top of the conference, and they're also ranked number nine in the nation. So that's uh, number four in the nation, and also our softball teams in uh, in, uh, in town as well this weekend for a big series as well, and they're number nine in the, in the country. So both our both our our bat and ball teams are doing very well uh, on campus. So everybody, go check them out either either at Jane B. Moorefield or at, or at um, um, Plainsville Park. So y'all go check out the Auburn Tigers this weekend. Now again, we said today is Cinco de Mayo. How is the main event going to celebrate Cinco de Mayo? I'm going to go house it for my parents. My parents are actually going to Vegas, so I'm like kind of mad at them right now. So I'm just I'm just trying to like keep that. <laughs> Keep that, you know, low key to, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, happy anniversary to my parents, man. They're celebrating. It. They've been together like forty four, forty five years, but this is their thirty eighth wedding anniversary. So, and their wedding anniversary oh, wow. is on Monday. So, I'm, um, I got some goals that I that I want to accomplish there, and that's one of my goals is being married as long as I have, and you know. And have like these epic arguments that end in like them telling each other I love them before they go to bed. So um, that, that's that, those are the kind of goals I want, man. That's very wonderful. We're gonna have the kids here this weekend. I don't know what else we're gonna do. We kind of just plan stuff on the fly. But we're gonna be one big happy family today for Cinco de Mayo. And of course, for the people that's listening, don't know what Cinco de Mayo is about. It's not, a, it's not about the Mexican Independence Day because that's not until September the 16th. But 16th, what, today, yes. what today symbolizes is the battle that they had with the French and the Battle of Puebla. So that is the reason why Cinco de Mayo has been celebrated because Mexico was able to defeat France in one of the key battles during that time in the 1800s. So definitely tell your brethren... God bless. I love you and have a good time today, but please just be safe and sound out there because there's too much going on in this world today. Exactly. So drink in moderation. Drink drink what you can, not what you have to to keep up with the Joneses. Again, it's just like, just like my man Black says, shout out to the man Black. Don't follow trends. Yes. So don't follow trends. 
Exactly, exactly. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into some NBA basketball to talk about this near brawl that took place last night between Boston and Washington, but we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Rats and Main. I am T Rats. We have the main event on. Salute, salute to Ben Bruce for for that song "Ready or Not" remix. We're gonna start the show with Kelly Oubre from the Washington Wizards. Last night, Boston took on Washington, and Washington has pretty much demolished Boston, one sixteen to eighty nine, to bring the series to two one. So, what is your thought about? the flagrant foul that Kelly did, he took two shots to the head on some hard, clean screens, but he kind of lost his emotions. What was your thought about about him charging Kelly Olenek and pushing him? <laughs> you know, I, I, I was able to watch that, that footage again this morning, and um, it, it was the same exact thought that I had last night watching it. It was really, really, really uncalled for. But in the heat of the passion and in the heat of the series, in the spirit of the series, this has been been just emotionally stirring since the opening tip of game one. So when you look at it from that standpoint, it was almost as if it was inevitable that somebody was going to get a flagrant. Somebody was going to get ejected. Somebody was going to get into this sort of situation. Unfortunately, it happened on a clean play, whereas I wish that it kind of would have happened on a not-so-clean play because <laughs> then you you can justify the means of the reaction, if that makes any sense. Right. Don't be promoting violence now. The main event. <laughs> I mean, and not not promoting any violence whatsoever. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that you would want if you if that situation was to arise, you'd rather it arise in a different circumstance than getting a clean play, or you know where you get tangled up in, the, in like going up for a rebound or or something like that. You know something that's in the heat of the play, not in the moment after you just basically run into a, a freaking brick wall in Kelly Olenek. I mean, who had a strong game himself last night. So, I mean, even though in a losing effort, you just can't – just can't, I, I just I, – I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it was uncalled for. Yeah. It, it wasn't called for. The screen was legal, but I can understand taking a couple of blows to the head, that kind of whip piss you off and make you upset and, and react in that way. One thing else I was surprised was that Scott Brooks, his coach, really stood behind him. He, he didn't really chastise him in the media. But one thing that Scott Brooks did point out that, that he got to control his emotions. You can't respond that way. But at the same time, he, he definitely understands why Kelly did that because he took two back-to-back screens with, with shots to the head, and he felt like that was a dirty play. So that's the reason why he reacted to it. So Coach Brooks totally understand the reason why Kelly did that. I mean, I'm going to go back and look at this again, and I just want to look at this again. I want to I want to see where where he took the shot to the head because going around the screen, I mean, like he was going low. I mean, he put his head in that situation to where he was getting knocked around in the head with the screen. On both right. of those screens, but that's not to that's not to defend what happened because it's just it's just 
I mean, he still lost his head, and that's just the way that goes. But here's the point I'm trying to make here. When you look at this series and look at the history of this series, of, of these two teams this season, you've had tumultuous incidents sort of like this. And now it's kind of boiled over into the playoffs, and this has become one of those series that like, it's like a can't miss. It's like must-see TV now because you don't know what's going to happen from game, from game to game or minute to minute or half to half. I mean, that's just a way – I mean, I – this is this is why you watch playoff sports. No matter if it's the NHL, the NFL, you know, Major League Baseball, what what have you. This is the reason why you why you watch playoff type sports. And I I, I love it. I mean, I, I, wow. I mean, I just I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just like. Eh. He didn't take. I mean, that was that was a flop. I mean, the second one was pretty much a flop. So, and then Kelly Olynyk, you know, he kind of flopped himself. I mean, I'm kind of wondering, you know, what if that was Marcus Smart in that situation? I mean, would he be like a flopping fish in the air, or would he, you know what I mean? I, I just, I, I don't know about, I don't know about that flop. <laughs> he I mean, probably flop went into kinda, the stands. He probably went into the yeah, stands like if it would have been Marcus Smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least it wasn't a joke. Him Noah, you know. Flop where he like went like twenty feet and then slid the rest of the way to the bit to the uh to the other sideline when he took that charge like in the circle. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, man! Like it's a little bit much, but you got the reaction that you wanted out of the guy. You got the guy ejected. Does that want a, 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 a mandatory one game? I would give him a fine and let him play the next week. I mean, let him play the next game. I mean, that's just the way that that goes. And I agree with that. I think he served his punishment in game three by getting ejected in the second quarter. So, yeah, I definitely understand that he he needs to be allowed to play in game four because game four is going to be very key for them to tie the series up. So, Adam Silver, if you're listening – I know you are already in the office now trying to decide whether to find him or suspend him or both. Just let the guy play game four because this is very important. Another question I would like to ask you, the main event, do you think with the victory that they had in game three is going to carry over to game four, and do you see them tying it up or actually winning the series? You know, Boston is – we had this conversation yesterday. And I was asking you, I asked you this. I asked you if I thought, I think that Boston is the most complete team in the East, not named Cleveland. So the way I look at it, I think that, you know, with their bench, looking at the bench for Washington, you've got a little bit more options on, on the bench than you do Washington. So that's why I think. Boston could win the series. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna end up going seven. I mean, I really do, because because of the way Isaiah Thomas is playing, because of the way Marcus Smart is actually playing. He's actually playing smart. He's actually playing the way that he that he was playing when he played at Oklahoma State. He's starting to he's starting to become a professional, you know, in regards to his play on the court and. His aggressiveness on the court. He's not doing those childish little antics anymore, even you know, aside from the flopping or whatever, whatever have you. But <laughs> mm-hmm. this, this here, for me, 
this is a seven-game series. It's much, it's much CT, much, much, much CTV, must-watch TV as well. So, I mean, just, I mean, if you, if you're at home and you want to watch the series, well, I think it was Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, uh, 5:30 game, I think, on Saturday or 3:30 on Sunday, whatever, whatever day it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would, I would like just clear your calendar and just watch it. Because this this is this is the game that you must watch. I mean, if you're gonna watch the West series, I mean, don't watch Golden State Utah because Golden State and Utah, I mean, it, it, that's that's some black on black crime right there. I mean, cause, <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you look at you look at that series and you compare that series to the Cleveland Toronto series. I mean, that's just that's just criminal. You know the way that both mm-hmm. of those teams are playing right now. Those teams are just—they're playing like they're ready to assault people. I mean, not in a physical way. I mean, not in a literal mm-hmm. way, but in a way that they're just focused and they—they're looking at each other. They have that tunnel vision for each other. They're not worried about any other team in in their conference except for the team that's in the opposite conference, and that's that's Golden State and that's Cleveland. That, that's all. That's all it is to it. <laughs> Well, that's a good point. That's a good point there. It looks like Cleveland and Golden State going to meet up in the finals. We might well just fast forward or skip round two and it's going to the NBA finals because that's what it's looking like right now. Golden State is just torturing people in the West and it looks like Cleveland is just torturing people in the East as well. So I kind of I want to see that. I want to see a third straight NBA final because Golden State won the first year. Cleveland won last year. Now it's time to end it. Whoever wins, move on, but this is a modern day Lakers versus Celtics. And I I I like it as a sports fan and I hope they keep doing it. You know, and, and I was and that was that was my next question. You took that you took that right out of my mouth. I mean you look at you look at Cleveland and Golden State, I mean, it almost has that feel of a of a magic versus Larry, except it's more of a Magic versus Isaiah type deal because, you know, Steph ain't that tall. And, <laughs> and you know, LeBron is about the same height as Magic. So, you know, I'm kind of leaving it like that. But, you know, it's got that feel, man. I mean, like, unless you want to use Kyrie and, and, and Steph in that, you know, that's like a Magic and, like a Magic and Larry type deal. But, Man, you got two of the premier point guards in that in this era going up against each other in the NBA Finals. I mean that that's just that's epic. I mean it goes from sublime it goes from epic to sublime at times. I mean last year, like especially Game Five, Game Six, and Game Seven in last year's NBA Finals, those games were just sublime. I mean they were past epic. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we're going to move on to our next segment. $50 million. We're going to be talking about LeVar Ball, big baller brand. They are chasing those millions and millions of dollars. And he's riding. I'm not going to say he's riding the coattails of his kids because that would be wrong to say that. But yes, he is. Their first... <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, come on, man. I mean, let, let's, let's call that what it is. I mean, the kid... <laughs> Go on, finish it, finish it, <laughs> uh, never mind. Um. Well, yesterday, 
in the world of sports, we have a little little blip that pop up on on um, on the scene. Well, it's not a little blip now; it's it's full blown because this has been one of the most talked about things in sports today on this very day on Cinco de Mayo. But Lonzo Ball released the first signature sneaker, and it was uh, made exclusively by Slam Magazine. Uh, they were the ones that first reported after being turned down by Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. So they was not they were not interested in the, in the sneaker. But they released the sneaker yesterday, the Zo2, and the first initial price of this shoe is $495. What is your thought about this new shoe? Which the shoe actually looks good. I actually like how the shoe is made. <laughs> Dude, that shoe is a not that shoe is like a mashup of an Under Armour Curry Low, a Kobe a Kobe Nine Low, and and a KD a KD set a KD Nine. I mean, come on now. I mean, like you you can't tell me that this is an original shoe. This shoe is an ugly shoe. I mean, to me, four hundred ninety five dollars. It sounds like the same kind of plan that Como tried to use a few years ago in regards mm-hmm. to their to their apparel and to their to their soccer shoes, where they actually try to make their soccer shoes be like the same price as can I shall I say a Manolo pump <laughs> or Manolo stiletto heel? I mean the, right. these shoes, these cleats were like three hundred dollars. Their their apparel wow. itself was almost two hundred dollars. I mean, it, it hurt Hummel in, in that sense. This is a guy who hadn't even played uh, a, a minute of professional basketball, and you're wanting five hundred dollars for for a pair of shoes. You are you are out of your mind to think that people are going to buy the shoe. Okay. Here's the other thing that that really bothers me about this. A lot of people say that you know this is Lavar, this is Lavar Ball trying to you know hype up his kids. Yes, he's trying to hype up his kids, but he's doing it in a sense of where they're actually losing money instead of earning money. I mean, this is a time where he should have been, he could have had a Nike contract, could have had a Nike shoe deal right there in his hands. But because you got so much hype around you, and because you want to. You want to export your brand and export your kids. This is the this is the results that you get, and it makes it really makes you look look really really bad. It makes you look like it makes you look like the Williams sisters' father, in a way, because he wanted so much out of those kids that he didn't get enough. He got what he wanted out of those kids, but he was greedy with it at times. Like in the beginning, mm-hmm. then when he stepped away, you started seeing them become more professional, more independent, more on the, of their own. You know, come out on their own. This here with Lonzo Ball, Lamelo Ball, and their other brother. I mean, this. I mean, these kids—they're good, but are they? Will they be good at the next level? That's yet to be seen. So I can't put a, you can't put a price tag on the shoe if you don't know what the kid's gonna do at the next level. 
I mean, he could play like Blake Griffin, but he could also be paper thin like Blake, Blake Griffin. He could be LeBron and be as healthy as LeBron has been his entire career. So, this is a crapshoot when you look at a guy like Lonzo Ball. Because you don't know what he's going to do under pressure. You don't know what he's going to do at, when when there's adversity that strikes him. Because he's never been through adversity. And that, that's just the way that goes. I mean, if, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong about this, please step up and tell me now. Or, you know... I mean, I just I, I don't understand. Le, I, I understand Lavar Ball's the way he's the way he's trying to help his kids, but mm-hmm. he's doing more help than harm. He's almost like he's almost like the Culkin family. I mean, in a sense, he's almost like. I mean, he he, he reminds me of Lindsay Lohan's dad at, at times, where he's <laughs> overhyping a situation that don't even need to be hyped. Let his play on the court dictate what kind of money he gets. Period. Right. And I, I, I don't like how he, the approach is going, but I do like his business sense. They are trying to do something different out the norm, stepping outside the box, because usually when you one of the top athletes coming out of college in any sport, Nike, Adidas, Reebok, Under Armour is going to be coming knocking on your door. So he's taking a risk, and I know he's taking a risk by coming out with this shoe, charging $495, even before Lonzo steps on the NBA court. But he believes in his son and sons, once they come up through the ranks, that he's going to put all his marbles on his one shoe brand, or athletic brand and go with it. Now, if Lonzo come out and get drafted number one, which he he's going to be a top three pick, come out and win rookie of the year and just balling out, that's going to be a great deal because you know people are going to be lined up in the stores buying those shoes and the slides and the shirts, the hats and everything. They would probably, uh, they, they probably never... They probably would never be to the statue of Nike for a short term. I think this brand can flourish, but it's all in the court of Lonzo Ball. And that's yeah. how I feel about it. But we're going to take a yeah. quick. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Uh, we're going to take, take a quick break. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some Kodak Black. <laughs> I know you're excited about that, right, the main event? Hey. Close 
lies I find, the soul's God is mine, I don't wish I climb, my old ceilings denied, the daytime arrives, your nightmares confirm, my whole tribe's alive, we stay fitted for the finish, never ask why, six rays, he's telling me I can't fly, my hopes reach for the ceiling with their hands high, so understand, got the city on standby, finding a balance in a game that's morally wrong, from 5 a.m. up in the morning, we ducking the light, earn time through the habits we usually own, Saving up, had to spend it on nothing, that's right, that's a hell of a night. The tracks swimming, the aim bringing the same thing. The mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane. The bed swinging, the seats clinging, the same dream. What? Uh. A low limit, what the frame brings. <laughs> low limit, what the frame brings. We up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit, what the frame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. Go. But hold up, let them fix it in. No pills, it's still limitless. <laughs> Recouping the true essence, the legends who passed on, live forever while we reminisce. True precision, I give forever and never miss. Signature sound like signing down on a dotted wish. Seeing signs of you clown rappers on common shit. Trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips. Copping medallions while my people starve. I think the public getting blind to what honesty is. I heard life is stage play a part But we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy biz Cause ain't it funny, I'm holding like no grudges As long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget A lie where y'all liars rely on the same subject The tracks women, the aim bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane The bed swinging, the seats clinging the same dreams uh, A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings we up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit, what the frame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. A low limit what the frame brings. A low limit what the frame brings, yeah. A low limit what the frame brings, uh. Up plotting on the same things, yeah. about to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things, yeah. Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell plotting on the same things. Plotting on the same thing, trotting on the quest to with a guess, that's what the fame brings. Come and be my guest, you can get blamed, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, try and stack up all this gen. Try and up all the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me Ben. Sending rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my men don't make you rap. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clip That's a semi-automatic You can bet we bring the havoc Load the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers Playing dress up You in the wrong sector Thought I'd tell you The rap game is not a pageant It's tragic Since a young and been busting bum To get out the gutter Avoiding trouble And now I'm buzzing Due to this hunger I'm busting bubbles Waking brothers up from slumbers Now I'm no longer the underdog I'm heating up this summer No more dreaming Only action Me my team gon' make it happen We just scheming, strategizing why you guys are steady napping? Treasure my presence like pirate chest. I'm spitting crack. Release the crack. And Kyle moving back. And so I hope you rappers started packing. Hey. Uh. 
dead and evicted And even claws know that the boys' bars are gifted We making noise, neighbors might call the boys, they tripping Might leave a sticky note with a message, you just missed it Hey, we've been working hard, people never stop that hating Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating Early flights and elevators take me to my destination Seventeen are getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet there's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting lotto for 36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you notice somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. People still searching for this truth here.
get away. Learn on turn out to get away. Learn on a get away. New fellas ain't rockin' in, uh, same bitch just droppin' in, uh, why you sound like lots of them, well, can't be the better jacket than, through the lights on my own, I get away, new bike, new stage, new life, new game, new price, same vision, new hype, if I can get away, at these crib, if I can get away, like a villain on a getaway, see the pedal break, welcome back to Rats and Man, powered by Voices of Hip Hop, I am T-Rex. We have the main event in the building. We're moving along. Talk about Kodak Black. Yesterday, he was delivered his sentence of 364 days in county jail for violating his probation by going to the strip club. So what, what is your thoughts about, about this sentence? But there is a chance that he can get out early by taking some life courses while he's in county jail, and it can reduce that to 180 days. What, what's your thought about Kodak Black? Well, here's my thing about Kodak Black. Kodak Black is one of those young, up-and-coming uh, rappers. I mean, I haven't listened to much of his to much of his uh, music, but some of the music that I've heard, some of it has some social conscience to it. Some of it is just it, it's it's trendy music. The thing about Kodak Black is this: he's a smart kid. He's 19 years old, and I love what he said to the judge. You know, he was very humble in what he said to the judge. He said, right. uh, my career, uh, he said, quote, uh, my career hangs in the balance. You know, whether, uh, let me, let me go back to it. Um, I, I just loved, I just loved the humbleness that he had in, in his voice when he said it. He said, depending on this, on the outcome of this, it could be the beginning of my career or the end of my career. And that's what he said to Judge Michael Lynch. Now, mm-hmm. here's a guy who who actually knows, you know, actually has a social conscience about him. He has a conscience. You know, he went to the strip club, yes. He's acknowledged that he did. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing that, that a lot of people don't understand, that, that a lot of people are, are trying to, you know, say, uh, hey, you know, maybe he shouldn't have done Maybe he shouldn't have done that. Maybe he shouldn't have done this. Maybe he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is all well and true. But when you look at a guy like Kodak Black, I mean, he's a guy who he needs to be in the public eye, you know, to get him get his name out there. Did he do it in the right light? No, he didn't. I mean, this is a guy who's passionate about what he's doing. But for the Broward County State Attorney's Office to request what they were requesting, which was getting the eight years in state prison. Which yes. you know, was pretty much railroading the kid. The judge actually took the right approach with this and sentenced him to 364 days in jail, which could be, in, in some reports, say it could be uh, close to 180 days. In other reports, it could be 34 to 35 days. So, which. Which one is it? I mean, I understand he needs to take these life these life skills courses, and maybe a lot of these maybe a lot of people need to take these life skills courses. You know, maybe you know this is something that we've talked about you know offline before, where 
it all goes hand in hand with sports as well. Like with the mm-hmm. rookies that are coming out of school, especially especially the basketball players, you know, the one that done basketball players. Maybe mm-hmm. they need these life skills courses. Maybe they need to sit at a rookie symposium, kind of like what the NFL does. And they go through it was a two day thing where they go through how to finance, how to do your finances, to how to use your social media in a positive light, and how to. Um, you know, sharpen your image. I mean, this is this is these are things that a lot of these young rappers, a lot of these young athletes, and a lot of a lot of people that are coming into their own need to understand and need to learn. So, this is not just something that he should be doing in jail. This is something that you should be doing in life in general. So, right. for him to be for him to be in jail and doing this. This is giving. This is putting a positive spin on something that is negative. I mean, and, and I love what the judge has done, and I love that the fact that he was humble about taking it like a man because he did the things that he did as a man. So, in that regard, you have to salute. You have to salute Kodak Black for what he's done. He had. He didn't complain. He didn't. He didn't show up to judge. He basically humbled himself, and this is what a lot of people need to understand. This is a 19-year-old guy, 19-year-old young man, 19 years old, and he humbled himself in front of a judge. Mm-hmm. What other rappers do you know do that? I mean, yeah, I just hope it. I just hope it wasn't ahead, wasn't. A, I just just hope it wasn't an act or anything. I hope he was very sincere. Because you, we hear stories about this all the time from uh, rappers, actors, people that's in the public eye. They go in and out of out of court because they feel like they are above the law. But I hope Kodak Black can use this as a, a learning tool. And also when he takes those life courses while in jail, that he'll be able to use that when he get out. That way he can help his people that's around him and not be caught up and consumed in, in, in that world that he comes from. Uh, he, he can be a, he could turn this around be a great role model. So I hope he doesn't end back in jail or breaking his probation. What, what, what is your thought about Kodak Black as far as after serving the 364 days or the 180 days, do you see him being reformed and maybe moving on from it, or he's going to continue to do that to continue to build some street cred because that seems to be the way that these artists are trying to go. They're trying to get in trouble so they can have a, a long rap sheet and oh, quote-unquote game or fans because of that. So I, I just want to know what's your thought on that. You know, if he's smart, he if he's smart, he let this be like see, I said to his daughter when you know, on on one of the um, newest episodes of Ti and Tiny, he said, "This your your um, you know she had a a t-shirt with her uh, mugshot on it, and she said he said the mugshot is just one grain of salt in your life of other memories that you have. Don't try to capitalize on something that could that." could ultimately hurt you in the long run 
mm-hmm. by getting you something in the shortcoming. So with that being said, if he's if he's smart, which I mean I'm not trying to you know downplay you know his his education or nothing like that, mm-hmm. but if he if he's smart and he and he's of a conscious mind, I would do the same thing that Ti said. You know, use this as a learning tool. Use this as one memory in in the book of many memories. And just move on from it. And, you know, be positive about it. Because not all negative things are negative. All You know, not all negative things are negative. If you turn it into a positive. So, I mean, that, that's the way I'm, I look at this whole situation. This could be this could be a positive turning point in a young man's life. Right. I, I just hope I just hope he he finds that turning point. Now let's talk about this big fight that's coming up. Like I said, this is we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo, so we are already celebrating some history of of, of Mexico. But we have two great fighters. Coming from Mexico, Canelo and Chavez—they're gonna be battling it out. You are the boxing guru of the network. Mm-hmm. I, I don't watch boxing like I used to when I was a kid growing up. I used to watch it all the time with my pops. But you are the boxing guru, so tell us, break down this fight for us. Tell us what what can we expect? Is it worth watching? It? Is it worth this, ordering this, on pay per view with with, with oh, so much going on over the weekend? Oh my God! I mean, this is probably one of the if if you didn't watch Klitschko Joshua last week, that was epic on so many ways. That was epic on so many ways. And if you want to watch it, you can watch it on demand on, at both HBO. If you have on demand capabilities, um, you can watch it on either HBO or Showtime uh, on demand. And with this fight here, Canelo and Chavez, this is probably this, this is this is this fight is this is not only a a country uh, a country divided, but this is also two of the big. These are two guys from two of the biggest cities in in Mexico. Chavez Jr., you know, with the pedigree mm-hmm. that he has, his father was a great fighter. Multiple time world champion in multiple weight classes from Mexico City. Then you have Canelo, who's from Guadalajara. And these are two cities. I mean, if you look at their sporting past, I mean, if you look at you know their respective soccer teams, these two these two cities they don't like each other. And then you add in the personal the personal beef between the two, where. This was a fight that could have happened five years ago, according mm-hmm. to Chavez Jr. When Canelo was a young up and coming fighter at age twenty, if I'm not mistaken, I mean Canelo. I mean we're looking at a twenty-seven, a twenty-six, almost twenty-seven-year-old Canelo Alvarez, who's had fifty-one fights in his career, forty-nine, one and one. I mean, wow. this is a guy, you know, this is his first foray of 
above 155 pounds. He's fighting at 162 pounds. This is a big fight for him because Chavez is coming down from 168. He hasn't fought near the 160-pound limit in over five years because he's missed weight. He missed weight for six consecutive fights, which made him such an unviable object that his promoters actually dropped him. So we look at this fight, and I look at this fight like this. If you want to see musty action, if you want to see bad blood, you want to see a personal warfare, check this fight out. I love Canelo is fighting for a bigger purpose now. He's fighting to he's fighting to win this fight to fight Triple G in October, November. That that's his main focus. That's Triple G said he wants the winner of this fight. So Triple G is going to get the winner of this fight. I'm gonna I, I'll break it down like this. You look at okay. look at Canelo and what he's done over his mm-hmm. over his past few years. He's a superior boxer. Then to me, he's a superior boxer. He's got to use his boxing to set up his power. That means he has to set up. That means he has to throw his jabs. He has to throw the has to throw the lead left hook. He has to throw he has to throw the right hand over the top. Mm-hmm. Chavez is a taller fighter, so he's gonna have to work his way on the inside just a little bit. Just to get in range, he's gonna to have to take shots to get in range of Chavez. Chavez, on the other hand, he's a superior boxer. He's a he's a great boxer as well, with better footwork than Canelo. So when I look at this fight, I look at two guys who have power, but who's going to withstand the other's power first? I think that's that's what this is gonna come down to: the power of wheels. Over the power of over the over the skill set, I think Canelo will win this fight simply because he's the more active fighter. He's been the more active fighter, and he's coming and he's coming in focused, ready because he's been called out by a guy who said that he's not Mexican. He's too commercialized. Mm-hmm. But when we look at Chavez and what he's done in the past, he's trying to commercialize himself. You know, trying to live up to the father's to his father's name, and he hasn't really done that. I mean, it, it, that's the way it's going back and forth between the two. Now that the shoes on the other foot, this fight had to happen. This fight yeah. had to happen because not only you know the styles clash between the two, but because of the cities that they come from and the fan bases that they have. This is a, this is. I mean, you could easily put this 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 fight in that second stadium and get two hundred fifty thousand people to come to come to that fight. This is how big that fight is. This is how big this fight could be in Mexico. Instead, you have it in a twenty twenty two thousand seat arena, T Mobile Arena, a brand new arena in Las Vegas. And it's going down as the Mexican Super Bowl. I'm surprised yes. your mom and dad is not going to it since they're gonna be out there in Vegas. Is your dad a, a boxing fan? My dad, my dad was a boxing fan. Um, he don't watch. I mean, he he probably he probably watches more more baseball and football now than he does boxing. I mean, because when we, when we were growing up, that's how I got into boxing because he was watching boxing. He's a big Sugar Ray Leonard fan. Myself, I mean. Myself, I was I was an event. I mean, I was a young Evander Holyfield fan before he mm-hmm. moved up to heavyweight, and then 
I like Sugar Ray as well. But I also, but you know, I actually hung my hat. You know, as I got older, I I really like the British boxing scene because that's where a lot of the champions were. So I mean, I was like, I mean, my favorite fighters growing up were the Nigel Benz, the Chris Eubanks, the Michael Watsons, Joe Calzaghe, the young Joe Calzaghe, uh, young Roy Jones. I mean, fighters like that. So, you know, we, you know, my generation, you know, as opposed to my dad's generation. I mean, boxing has always been boxing, but those are the, those are the fighters that, that I really love, and the fighter that he really loved is the fighter I really love. So, I mean, it, it transcends. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, boxing transcends everything that that I've ever really known to be sports. You know, my love for football actually comes from the love of boxing. I mean, because okay. when you think about it, I mean, Ken Norton. I mean, I, I was I was young, but you know, I remember Ken Norton fighting, and then seeing his son play college football, and then seeing him play in the pros. You know, for the Cowboys and 49ers. I mean, mm-hmm. that just that just made you know everything full circle for me. So this fight for me, I mean, it's just like looking at like looking at the father. Senior mm-hmm. Chavez, Chavez, and then look at Junior, and you look at Canelo Alvarez and his family of, of boxers. I mean, his brother, his brother is a fighter. You know, older brother is a fighter. Younger brother is a fighter. So, you know, uh, it's two older brothers. I'm sorry, because he's the youngest. You know, looking at looking at all these fighters fight, it, 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 it's it, it's a renaissance for me. For you know, in some cases. I mean, I'm starting to watch more boxing than I am MMA now because of the uniformity in the UFC and because of the lack of quality in Bellator. So, you know, I'm starting to go back to boxing, which is crazy. Yeah, I kind of lost my passion for watching boxing. I'm more into football and basketball, of course. You know that, especially mm-hmm. college football. I mean, that's right around the corner. Looking forward to 113 days away. I know. I know you count down. You probably know that. You know the exact day. <laughs> 113 days. So nine hours, one minute, and that's the Texas football. It's actually um, nine hours, 31 minutes for Auburn football. You know, 7:30 kickoff against Georgia Southern. That's a C network game. So yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, the main event and I are gonna play a little game called Straight Shot No Chaser. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Rex and Maine. Welcome back to the main event to the show. We're going to play a quick game called Straight Shot No Chaser. The main event. North Korea has, yes, sir. has, has accused South Korea and the U.S. of plotting to kill Kim Jong-un. What's your thought about that? No comment. No comment. <laughs> I mean, if I hear one more thing about a conspiracy theory to kill to kill Kim Jong Un, it'd be too soon. I mean, David, if that's the case, and we've been plotting to kill this man for for forty years. I mean, he's been saying the same thing since since before me and you both were born. I mean, so I don't understand why he why he even thinks that anymore. I don't. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. Trump's forbidden love, single-payer health care plan. It was passed over Thursday. Well, I would say Okay, repeat what you just said because I could barely hear you. I think you're, your mic went in and out. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Trump's forbidden love. Single-payer health care plan was approved by the House yesterday for a more free market approach to health care. What, what is your thought? I, honestly, you know, I, I, I'm, I am so disappointed in in what the House has done. I'm very disappointed in what and what America's done, because here, here's the point I'm trying. Here, here, here's what I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be as, as straight to the point, as simple as I possibly can with this. When you repeal Obamacare or the American Care Act, mm-hmm. you're going to put over 25 million people without insurance. That means all the people that had pre-existing conditions under Obamacare or the American Care Act or whatever you want to call it, that means that those people are going to have to fend for themselves again. Okay. With your health care act, you're talking about lowering, lowering wage costs and all this stuff, whereas in the original bill – you actually wanted to raise those prices. Now you're talking about lowering them. That doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever. Now, because it's Trump's bill, everybody's all for it. Well, everyone who voted for him is all for it. The ones who have pre-existing health issues and the women who have, who who are going to have issues – or have had issues, they're going to lose what insurance they had to cover what they have, what what sort of, you know, injury or problems they have. I mean, you're basically leaving people to fend for themselves, and that this is this is not what Obama done wanted, and this is not what the American people want. You know, if you think about it. I mean, you want something that's going to be 
a worthwhile fulfilling insurance. Not something that that you have to like now you have to like figure out what you're gonna do when something mm-hmm. happens. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. It just really doesn't make sense. I mean, are you doing it because of the man's race? And because he was the one who wanted the universal health care? Or are you doing this because you think you got something better? And then your first bill you try to roll out two weeks into your presidency is dead in the water. And then you come back with something that's essentially the same thing. And Mm -hmm. the Republicans in the House actually pass it. Now, a lot of the Senate Republicans... Who are who are close to moderate liberal Republicans? They think that this won't even pass in the in the, in the Senate. So it may die right there in the Senate, and you really hope it does, because if it does die in the Senate, that means that he failed yet again to repeal Obamacare, and that is a win for the American people. That would be a win not only for the American people, but for people who have those pre-existing conditions for people who who have for the women who will lose what they what they have in regards to you know their protection under Obamacare. I mean this is this is this is a big big deal for women more so than it is for men. And for women for the women of the world who voted for Trump, shame on you for not listening. For the men out there who, who voted for Trump and you have these pre-existing conditions and you, you only did it because, hey, Trump's been on TV or Trump's on TV or Trump is this, this, this rich man who can, who can help us out. He's not helping you out. He made you look stupid. He's playing you. I mean, if we go back 30 years, 31 years to the day almost, where he was asked if he would ever run for president, he said no. And then when they asked if he did run for president, who would he run for president? What party would, would would he run for president on? He said he would run on a Republican ticket because Republicans believe anything that that I would say. They're stupid enough to 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 uh, they're stupid enough to go with everything I say. And here it is, full circle. They believe everything he says. I don't exactly. drink the Trump Kool-Aid. <laughs> I don't drink the Trump Kool-Aid. I'm not going to drink the Trump Kool-Aid. I mean, and I don't care what people may think about my about my about my political affiliations. I, I'll tell you, I am a Democrat. I am a I am a staunch Democrat. I am a card-carrying Democrat. I have I have a delegate in the party, so. Whatever I say is what I feel, and people who are Facebook friends with me or people who are listening to the show who don't like what I say, hey, this is my opinion. I'm going to give it to you just like you would give me your opinion. So, you know, like me or love me, you're still going to respect me. The main event views does not reflect the Live by Terrence Network. <laughs> Moving on. Ex-Bears quarterback Cutler has agreed to do TV for Fox. 
you know, I think this is a good move for Jay Cutler. He's actually going to be taking the, the same uh, seat as John Lynch, who went to moved on to um, become the uh, general manager of the of the Forty Niners. So essentially, he's just he's just he's just jumping in right into the right into the right into a a B team spot. I mean, this is the B team spot that he's in. And basically, this is a, this is going to be on the West Coast. He's going to be doing primarily the West Coast games, or the uh, the number two game of the week, whether it's the four o'clock game or whether it's the one o'clock game. So, um, this is actually a good thing for Jay Cutler because he's a very smart kid. He's a Vandy, a Vandy graduate, you know, graduated three years from Vanderbilt. So, his knowledge of the game. It's paramount to this, and I think that this is a good thing. I mean, I thought that he would go into a studio, but I, I actually think that he that he would do good as as an analyst, on screen analyst. The last one. This is we're going to we're bringing this we're reeling this home on to homeland here, local area. Lynette's Christian story. And Triweezy Bridges picked up offers from Alabama and Mississippi State. I hope I pronounced his name right. Those two kids, I actually got to watch them play last year. Um, those those are two kids that they can ball out. They can play either side of the ball, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think one's a linebacker, the other one is a, a corner uh, running back, running back, cornerback. If I'm not mistaken, I, I know they're both athletes. They're they're considered athletes, and um, these are two guys that I think that that could do some great things at those colleges if given the chance to do what they can do. Um, they both have speed. They're both they're both not not afraid to hit. Not afraid to hit anyone. You know they play with they play with passion, and neither one of those guys are undersized either. <laughs> no, it's it's great that we have a lot of lights shown on this area as far as you know athletics and also radio as well. Um, we do have a lot of talent in this area, and I do want to sal- uh, salute the story and Bridges family for. Such great athletes that's coming out of those two families and out of Lynette, which is uh, adjacent to Valley, Alabama, where we're broadcasting from. So it's definitely good that there is some positive movement in in sports and academics here in this area, and I hope everything improves with that. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap things up with Rex and Maine, T-Rex and the main event. That's how we get down, but we'll be right back. Stunner, this one for you, homie. Rest in peace. Two kids, small city full of big dreams. Brother from another, met him, I was 16. Talk to you every day, I looked up to you. There's nothing in this world that I wouldn't have done for you. Taught me about the streets, showed me how to hustle. Even first cousins with my baby mother. I'm crying as I'm looking at your pictures. Feeling like I should have been up in that truck with you. Father's Day when I got the bad news. 
called Miss Rise, hoping that it wasn't true. She picked up crying, so I broke down too. Was a real good dude, so I feel so confused. Cassandra wasn't living by the gun. So why he had to die by one? The cold world here, but you resting in a better place. When it's my time, come and meet me at them heavy gates. Welcome back to Rex and Maine. Thank you all for tuning in to the third installment of our show. It's powered by Voices of Hip Hop. And I also want to give a shout out to Blog Talk Radio, College Underground Radio, the main event, my lovely wife and admin, Wendy, DJ EA, Casey, our children, family, friends, and strangers. I just want to give a salute to them. And also a salute to the Hype Magazine. They always show love to us. 
the main event, any shout-outs you'd like to give? Uh, just to my parents, um, again, uh, happy anniversary to you. Love you guys. Have a safe trip out. I'll keep the house. I'll keep the house warm for you. Yeah. But um, yeah, and also to um, to my man uh, Marquis Wineglass. Um, no, the album's coming out soon. My man uh, Black album's coming out seven seven seventeen. And also uh, to uh, Ray Baker and Underground Sounds, man. I mean, uh, without you guys, great music in this area wouldn't wouldn't be what it is today. So shout out to Columbus, Georgia. I also want to give uh, another special shout out to TMZ. We will be on TMZ Live today. Taping starts at 2 p.m. You can watch it at www.tmz.com or you can check your local TV listings. I also want to give a shout out to the Alabama Music Awards. Our network has been nominated for Bama Mail DJ Radio Show. That's going down July the 30th in Birmingham, Alabama at the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center. Make sure y'all check that out. You can vote for us right now at www.alabamamusicawardsshow.com. I would suggest just Google Alabama Music Awards. I know that's a long name there, so (laughs) I know how that is. When you type, you might fat finger some letters and stuff, and we won't make it to that site. But just Google Alabama Music Awards. Look us up. Vote for us. We definitely appreciate that. Hopefully, we'll be able to bring that hardware back home. The Tri-City Entertainment Awards is going down in Columbus, Georgia on that same day, July the 30th. You can nominate us for any categories, uh, Internet uh, Internet Station of the Year. That's a category for that. If you want to include the Live by Terrence Network on the ballot, go to that site, which is uh, Tri-City. I think it's TriCityA.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-T-Y-A.com. Go there. You can get the instructions on how to nominate us. You can actually send your nomination in to TriCityA at Yahoo.com and just submit the Live by Terrence Network under whatever category you want want to vote us as. We are a radio station. We're an internet radio show and station as well. So just remember, if you feel like voting, you can. This. You don't have to. <laughs> and remember this. Two million people that listen as opposed to 600,000. Just going to put that out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> the main event. The main event. He, he always into something there. But God bless him and, and God bless everybody that has tuned in today. And also you can catch the main event on his show tomorrow, the Tailgate Crew Show. It's going down at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, and also on our website at www.livebyterrence.com. You make sure y'all check it out, because he is ready to bring it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow's show. Done basically, I'm going to give you a full breakdown of the of the Canelo-Chavez fight uh, tomorrow night. And also, I'm going to give you some uh, some tidbits from, from this weekend and also talk about so much more. Um, so y'all check me out 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, again, livebyterrence.com, blogtalkradio.com. Tailgate Crew Show, powered by Solar Headphones, Headphones with Attitude. So y'all, y'all check us out. 
Indeed, and you all have a God-blessed day, and don't party too much on Cinco de Mayo. Oh, cool.